Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Let's XP Gaming Podcast. Uh, we hope to bring a little bit of a unique spin on gaming. Uh, we're well past our third, or we're deep into our 30s. Some of us are a little bit older. Uh, Mondo and I both have children, so we got that perspective for you as well. Um, and we're just old dudes that have been playing games for, shoot, as long as we can remember. And we just want to talk about it with you guys. So I'm joined by myself. Well, obviously, my name's Todd. Uh, you might know me from the Horror Squad podcast, along with Steve, who's from the Horror Squad podcast as well. And we have Mondo, who's a frequent, um, I guess you could say, contributor to Horror Squad because he emails a lot. And like I said, we're three lifelong gaming people, and we just want to talk to you guys about games. So, Mondo, Steve, what's going on? What's going on, man? How have you been? Uh, not too bad. Better than Mark Wahlberg and his creepy-ass mustache. Oh, God. Oh, Don't even start with that shit. <laughs> you know, if, if that's the way we're going to start this, let me ask this question, because I have a feeling you guys are going to be on my side with this shit. Mark Wahlberg being rumored to be cast in Uncharted as Nathan Drake, total fucking letdown when I heard that, right? Then he gets booted from it. Yes, thank God. And now he's wearing a creepy fucking mustache to be Sully, of all people? Come on! Crazy, he's too dude. he's he's just too clean in my opinion and he looks way fucking he looks like a creepy rapist man like no offense to him but it's just it's not a good look for him and i just don't know why they didn't go the route of that short film that was amazing sorry nathan fillion i forget the guy's oh, name that was amazing it, the perfect cat what's that guy? i want to know that guy's name from uh no nathan fillion and the guy played solely uh from avatar oh the dude who played the bad guy in avatar right yeah he was that was a fine cast that was perfect casting, and I don't know why they didn't do that. Um, but you know what? We'll see. I like Tom Holland. You know, and, mm. Tom Holland's <laughs> the best man. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's my favorite Spider-Man. So hopefully, he'll be good enough. Nathan Drake. I'm not really heavily invested in those games. Boo. Um, well, you take over then, man. What, what, Steven, like Steven, Le- Stephen Lang's his name. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, Tom Holland, Tom Holland's just his rising star, man. I mean, I know you are totally fond of uh, Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3 and his gay emo dance. Um, but <laughs> Damn. Uh, hope, hopefully we get oh. some redemption in Spider-Man 3, you know, the real Spider-Man movies coming out. Um, but I don't know. I like Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, young Nathan Drake. Um, I think it's a huge miss with Mark, Wa- Mark Wahlberg. Say hello to your mother for me. That's just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's totally wrong in my book but i don't know i guess we'll see what happens i'll give it a chance can't be worse than max Payne. so what about you steve, steve? yeah i hope they hit that cgi on uh <laughs> on mark Wahlberg because like to be fair we're seeing him like in a trailer taking a selfie so sometimes things in movies look better than they do uh when you see him backstage and stuff mm-hmm. like uh, i remember speaking of spider-man when i saw the first set pictures for uh far from home we saw Mysterio for the first time. Now the costume was cool, but uh, it wasn't like that great, but that's because they do so much VFX work on the costumes now that, so hopefully there must have a little bit of a treatment there because it does look absolutely awful. Just, (laughs) oh man. He's getting getting roasted online. It's hilarious. I mean, have you guys seen that movie? The other guys guys is funny. Yeah. I love that movie, but I'm never going to unsee I'm a peacock captain. Let me fly. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. Fucking um, Yeah, so like I said, it's our first episode. Uh, so we want to kind of break the ice with a little bit of introductions about ourselves here. Um, eventually, we'll get into you know later episodes where we have a little bit different structure, uh, video game news, achievement hunting, things like that. Um, but right now, I'm just going to lead it with some introductions to these guys here. 
So, Mondo, I'm actually going to lead it with you. Um, okay. When was your first gaming system, man, and what age were you at? So I thought about this, you know, um, thought about kind of going way back to my, my younger age, and I think, you know what, Super Nintendo, man. Super Nintendo was the first system I remember getting. Um, loved that thing, grew up with that thing, played the shit out of that thing. Still have it, as a matter of fact. Not connected. I don't even know if it works, but still have it. Super Nintendo. Yeah, what kind of games were you playing on that? So the first game that I remember playing on the Super Nintendo, it's actually a game I'm still quite fond of to this day. It's the only one I play on the new little retro ones that came out recently, but uh, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Uh, Island was my go-to. I mean, I played that game, loved that game, um, but strong second, and I know, Todd, you probably played this, um, Ken Griffey's Presents MLB. Oh, man. Sports. You remember that? Sports games were yeah. Sports games were a staple, and they're <laughs> you try playing them now. <laughs> oh, like, dude! What? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Back then, I played that shit for hours, man. Yeah, that Yoshi's Island, Ken Griffey baseball, man. I played that one so much. Um, those are back in the days, like you're saying, where you used to see ball, hit ball, and yeah. now in this game, it's like you know, feel the controller vibrate, you know, and it's just crazy, man. And, and the other game that I do remember playing is Super Mario All-Stars. I don't know if you guys remember that game. It was like a multitude of games in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those yeah are- for sure. It's uh, Mario 1 to 3 with the lost levels added to it, which is the Japanese version of Mario 2. And I could never That's beat great. it, man. Those games were too oh, competitive for me at age of seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even even at my tender age of, you know, I still can't uh, beat those damn things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what those were my that was my first system doing the games I remember. What about you guys? Um, I'll I'll go next. Uh, my first gaming system was the second generation of Sega Genesis. Um, I specifically asking remember asking my parents for Nintendo, and they went and bought me a Sega. <laughs> And all my buddies were on Nintendo. And you know what? I ended up loving it. Um, I would have been around age 6 and 93 when I believe I got that. And the first games I remember were Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And I still remember the cheat code. is A-B-B-A-A-B-B-A. And that will allow you to skip a level. So naturally, I only beat maybe one or two levels legit. But I, I beat the whole fucking game with the cheat code. Um, other things where I played a lot of Madden, a lot of baseball. Uh, Street Fighter 2 was one that I played relentlessly. Lion King was a fucking nightmare. Um, Jurassic Park, where you can play as a raptor, that was always cool as shit. And I remember um, Mortal Kombat, too, was a real big one for me. Oh, um, yeah, when you slide time. your fingers across the AB to do those break the cement blocks and shit. Oh, yeah. Freaking great <laughs> games. But, um, yeah, the freaking early 90s. And I also had that like um, that original like first release of the Game Boy, the little gray brick. Um, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, it was like a giant fucking Game Boy black and white and i think i had tetris and like a bart simpson game that was terrible didn't sega have a Um, handheld yes Uh, they have they have game gear later on that's uh, what it was game gear in in 90s yeah Yeah, way better yeah than the game boy because the thing with the game (laughs) boy wasn't even black and white it was this like yellow and that's right like green green yeah and you had you had to hold it at a very fucking specific angle to play it. So <laughs> if you're playing in, like in bed and something, yet you need to like contort so that mm-hmm. the fucking screen works perfectly. It was yeah, it's it a huge pain in the ass. And now we're just hoping these handheld consoles don't burn our retinas more than they already are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, same same question to you, Steve. Uh, 
How young yeah. were you? And what was your first system? So I'm going to show my age a little bit here. Um, oh. So my yeah, my, my dad was a huge gamer from the day I was born. Uh, so that definitely helped me get kind of access to all the systems as they were coming out. But uh, when I was a, like a kid, I mean, I started playing when I was three. Basically, as soon as I can hold something, a controller was one of the first things that my dad put in my hand. And uh, he had he had them all. He had ColecoVision and Television. Uh, he had DOS, you know, on, on his PC. But the first one I personally remember really playing was the Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. Um I really fucking love that system. Uh, my favorite game was Berserk, which was basically a third-person shooter, but as fucking you can get, like to today's standards, I loved it. I mean, it was just so cool. It was uh, kind of like, you know, like an, an arena fighting game where there's you and there's, you know, five, six other little, you know, stick figures, and you'd have to kill those stick figures and not get killed yourself. Then I also played stuff like Space Invaders and Asteroids and all that kind of stuff. And believe it or not, one game that I really love. Now, granted, I didn't really understand it. And that's probably why I loved it, because the game is terrible. In fact, it's the game that almost broke video games in general. And that's uh, the E.T. game. Uh, E.T. was... So E.T. was the movie that was number one in theaters when I was born. Um, And so I have a lot of fond memories of E.T. because I watched it from when I was a really young kid, which in Atari looked fully realized because it had the shape of E.T. as opposed to being a stick figure, like in Berserk, <laughs> uh, which blew my mind at age, right? Uh, and just going through, like, the world, and there'd be this guy chasing you, and he'd go into this little prison and stuff. That just, it was awesome as a kid. But, I mean, the game's terrible. It's, it's just I didn't really <laughs> understand what was going on, right? So that would be my first uh, gaming experience that I remember. We'll have to uh, somewhere down the road talk about that uh, that change of uh, how we used to think games were so cool back when we were younger and how they've so evolved. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can see pores in characters as before you could see like two fingers if you were lucky. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my my grandparents actually had an Atari that we would go over there and play uh, Space Invaders on too. So that was that was always fun. You said and the calico. Freaking... I'm sorry. No, and I'm, I was going to say, now I have the freaking RK 1-Up Space Invaders in my house, so it's like crazy how it evolves. You, you'd mentioned the, was it the Calico, Steve? Yeah, the Calico version, yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, you bring that up and you kind of jog the memory loose for me. My uh, my godfather, um, we'd go spend a night at his house all the time, and I remember always wanting to go in the garage for two reasons. One, to play that, because Frogger was just the shit back then. Um, when I was little, and two, to see all the naked women posters up in his garage. Nice. Oh. <laughs> School. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, do, do you remember what that system looked like? It, it was a fucking... It, it had like, like a... a cell, it had a cell phone kind of look. It had a knob. With a joystick had, in the middle. Yeah, and like buttons, like weird yeah, buttons it on it. had like 12 buttons, and each game came with an overlay that you had to stick Did you put on the it? Remote. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, I do so remember that. Like, yeah, the, like even to those standards back then, I knew it was bad. You know, <laughs> just I didn't understand <laughs> it. I mean, I'm used to you know around the time that I played his ColecoVision, uh, the NES was was around the same time because yeah. I didn't play his ColecoVision until later. And NES is two buttons. You know, there's well, I guess four: start, select, and the two buttons A yeah. and B. And this one has like twelve plus a, a joystick. Like, how the hell are you supposed to play that? So not ergonomic or anything, man. That thing is no, a right? fucking controller, and the buttons are right below it in like a telephone format. It is crazy. 
All right, back to you, Mondo. Um, what current consoles do you have? Which one is your preference? Man, I am a total console whore. I have the PS4 Pro currently, the Xbox One X, and the Switch. Now, we'll get to this probably a little bit later on in the show, but as of right now, what I'm playing most of the time is Xbox One X. Um, I was never really an Xbox fan growing up. I was always PlayStation. PlayStation, to me, has got a lot of great games, and they've had a lot of great games, but again, we'll get into that a little bit later, but... Xbox One X, that's what I'm playing. Um, trying to jump back into the PS4 Pro because we've got some games coming out and I need to play them. Okay. What about you, Steve? Uh, a little bit of the same thing. I also own uh, the three current systems. I don't have a Pro. I have the regular PS4. I do have an Xbox One X and I do have a, a Nintendo Switch. Uh, as far as my, fa- my preference, uh, I'd say right now it's also the Xbox One X. Now, I wasn't always um, like an Xbox guy, I guess, more than anything. Like I said, I play all three, so it's not really that big of a deal to me. But most of my friends play Xbox, and that's why I gravitate towards my Xbox, my uh, console of preference if I play a third-party game, uh, just because I prefer the achievement system on the Xbox than I do on the uh, Sony uh, side of it. And, uh, yeah, but I also play PS4 a lot because I play VR a lot, and I love their exclusive on PS, and same goes for Switch. Uh, they just have really unique experience, and I play a lot of the games on there. So I love them all. All right, right on, and I'm right there with you guys. I got the PlayStation Pro, Xbox One X, uh, the Switch, and then I have an Oculus Quest as well, the first generation, not the new one that just came out. Um, I've been an Xbox guy predominantly since Xbox 360 days. Um, largely because uh, of the achievements. I know it's like a small thing and some people think it's pretty dumb, but it's just very satisfying to have a number, like a round number in your, your gamer tag showing you what you've got. Unfortunately, like I didn't keep up with my accounts. So stuff that I had in, in Xbox 360 days is lost like to time, whatever, because I didn't keep my passwords and all that stuff. So um, a little behind on that. But for PlayStation, you can't beat the exclusives. Last of Us is amazing. Um, you got the Nathan Drake games, which I said I wasn't really too hot on, but they're still really good set piece, uh, set piece kind of games, things like that. And for the Switch, um, I love the party games, man. Like I, I can't find myself ever playing that by myself, but like playing with my family, Mario Kart or uh, Smash Brothers, things like that, is just always like a really fun time. Um, but yeah, I would gravitate a lot more towards the the Xbox side of things myself. Um, okay, back to you, Mondo. What are your favorite genres and which kind of games are you worst at or simply don't like? So number one, top of the list every single time is going to be action adventure. Action adventure, third person games is where I'm at. It's where I'm invested in because I am terrible at first person shooters and multiplayer games such as those. I suck at them. I cannot stress it enough. I I'm going to say you suck, man. We we've oh, doubled dude, up on I... gears and stuff. Dude, yeah, but Gears is a third third yeah. person shooter, you know. As a, sure. I tried playing Halo right. when I got the Xbox One X, <laughs> I tried playing the Halo connect, er, collection. Holy shit, dude! I mean, I've been wearing glasses since I was twenty three, and I can't, you know, people are killing me from the other side of the map and stuff. I can't do it, man. I I refuse to give into the rage that was my teens, um, getting destroyed by by little kids or um, old ass dudes in the basements at their parents' house. So. Action adventure, oh, 
This isn't I know. my parents' sorry. house. It's my house, all right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. First-person shooters, man, I suck at them, and fighting games is equally right there, man. I, I suck at fighting games. There's too many damn buttons to remember. I mean, give me the heydays of Mortal Kombat where, you know, it's just a few buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I suck at shooters and – or first-person shooters specifically and fighting games. But third-person, give me that every day of the week. All right, Steve, favorite genres and worst at? Uh, I'm a little bit kind of the same size there as Mondo. Uh, action adventure is really my favorite, uh, like subgenre of game. Uh, but I'm also I really like the first person ones as well. So to me, whether it's third person, first person, doesn't make a big difference as to whether or not I'll enjoy a game. Because if I look at something like say Assassin's Creed, I you know I like the aspect of that. But I, in the same way, I can play Halo. Or I can play, you know, Bioshock in first person, and I also love those games. So the, I, I like both sides of the coin. I just like long stories. I like going in a game at my own pace. So I like things like Assassin's Creed, like um, The Witcher and stuff like that, where I can do missions, you know, or just fuck around the world, like where it's my choice. But I also like a nice narrative story, like Gears of War, like God of War, um, you know, Uncharted, we talked about Last of Us, that kind of stuff. Uh, love horror games. Absolutely love anything the horror genre. The one exception I don't like in horror games are the games where you have to just hide a lot, where you can't really fight because the monster is too strong. So Alien Isolation, um, Outlast, things like that, I find a little boring. I, just, I don't like to hide. I like to go and kill some stuff. Mm-hmm. As Dead far space. as... Yeah, Dead, Dead Space. space. <laughs> I fucking love Dead Space. Um, as far as the ones I'm not good at, uh, fighting games is not my jam at all. And also racing games. Uh, I've played Forza a little bit, which I kind of enjoyed. But other than that, it's not something I really like, with the big exception of Mario Kart, because that's just fucking yeah, awesome. But outside of Mario Kart, I'm just not a fan of racing games. What about I heard, you, Todd? I heard that Steve was actually the fucking world champion of Dance Dance Revolution, just throwing that out there. Can- Canadian world champ. Two, <laughs> yeah. two years Don't in you a row. Know. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot yeah, to mention that. Uh, go ahead, bud. Uh, I was just going to say, you guys. Uh, it wasn't Dance Dance Revolution. It was Star Wars Connect that I was really good at. Uh, I was the world champion at. So, uh, <laughs> Han Solo, Solo. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it helps to mention too in context that uh, Mondo's out in California, I'm in Kentucky, and Steve's up in Canada. Uh, so you get a little trifecta of different locations for us. Todd um, is and- formerly known as a resident of California. East- be California until I wisened up. Boo! Um, and you know, Steve, I thought I was the only one that didn't like Alien Isolation. I could not get into it. Like, yeah, like you said, hiding around and Outlast is like terrifying. But it just gets boring to me after a while too, because like I'm constantly hiding in a locker or something. I can't play those games, man. I'll shit my pants. This those games are terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Alien Predator. Some of my favorite. Uh, mm hobbies you know uh, reading um but those games man as much as i want to play i won't even dare i'll throw my controller i'll piss myself <laughs> and it. so i'm good uh as for me yeah, i'm the opposite of you guys there i'm a fps guy through and through um looking forward to new call of duty coming out in a couple weeks and i just like them you know i'm not heavily into online play anymore because i just don't have the time to dedicate myself to it and it gets extremely frustrating to get your ass whooped by you know, 13-year-old kids that are just playing 14 hours a day and 
I, it's just not relaxing. Like, I want to come home. We'll touch on this later why we like games. Yeah, I, I want to relax. You know what I mean? I don't want to get my fucking ass teabagged constantly by the other <laughs> kid. Um, that being said, I do have a quest that I'm working on right now that we can touch on a little bit later. But it has to do with a certain FPS game. Um, but as far as favorite genres go and worst, uh, FPSs and anything really that's uh, story-driven epics. Like, I, I just love having giant cinematic feeling moments in games where whether it's a helicopter chasing you or you're running over rooftops or collapsing, something like that. Just amazing. Uh, worse. Uh, and I play a lot of sports games too, like Madden and uh, MLB and uh, UFC and things like that. Worse though, I am garbage at arcade style fighting games, street fighter, <laughs> mortal Kombat, um, soul caliber. My kids stop me in it and I, I'm not going easy on them either. They just, they beat the shit out of me in it every single time. Um, you know, DC, uh, what's that one? DC where they go crazy, those characters. Uh, Gods it's, Among Us or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get wrecked in those too. And I'm not good at driving games either. That's why, like, in a Grand Theft Auto, with, like, a mission where you got to drive your car and beat this guy in a race. I'm like, fuck, because I'm going to get my ass whooped. Oh, you're that asshole multiplayer who can't drive, huh? Uh, well, you've <laughs> seen me drive in GTA, yes. <laughs> yeah, we did play that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are mine. Um... And just to touch on horror, man, I cannot stress enough, like, VR currently right now is pretty damn good. I did have the PSVR at one point, but it, it was making me very motion sickness, so or motion sick. So I got the Oculus Quest, which is a standalone. You can walk around your house and things like that. And literally, like, it's cliche sounding, but it's definitely a game changer for games. Um, if you ever have the opportunity, people that haven't tried it, you got to try it. It's awesome. Now, do you, are those things uh, glass-wearing, friend? Like, could I wear my glasses wearing that shit? Yep. They have little spacers that you can buy. Or actually, I think it comes with them. Um, have, you guys, the headset. have you guys seen that game that's kind of going around right now? It's called Phasmophobia. The new horror one where you're walking around a house? Yeah, and you have to, like, yeah. find out what type of ghost it is and do yeah. all that stuff. That yeah. on VR would be crazy. It, it's fucking... It's crazy, man. Like, horror games and VR is just nuts because it's... You got so real. Yeah, you forget a good game in there, like the Star Wars games. You like forget yourself in it, and you know, like when you're watching a horror movie, the jump scares get you. But now the jump scares live in your same room as you. (laughs) Oh shit! Like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's every horror movie for me. Yeah, I I totally imagine now with headset on. Yeah, (laughs) I I totally echo what Todd is saying here. Like, obviously, we're big horror fans, man. We're in a horror podcast. That has 146 episodes, and we watch horror movies all the time. But there's a huge fucking difference between watching a horror film and living through a horror film. Uh, like, I'm, I was playing Resident Evil 7, which has VR support, and it's one thing to go from one room to another, you know, when you're playing with a controller. But when you hear sound coming from down the hall, and you're in VR, you're like, ugh. slowly peek your head it's just like not at all the same as playing it with the controller it's the experience is is visceral it's just it's awesome i fucking love it Uh, there's some great horror uh, games on uh, vr Mm -hmm. my favorite one i know todd this one gave you motion sickness but uh uh, until dawn rush of blood was Mm -hmm. one that i really enjoyed it's on rails i prefer games on rails like that because I find the movement sometimes will give me kind of a motion sickness. So on rails, I don't get that because I don't have to worry about the movement. Uh, but yeah, there's just, it's a great experience. I, I implore anyone if they know someone with a VR machine to try out uh, some horror games. Damn it. You got me. Now I'm going to have to save money. Sorry, Garage. Yeah, you know what? And 
the Oculus Quest 2, it has a lot of problems right now with Facebook, and it's kind of locking you into having a Facebook account. Um, oh, yeah. People but, getting shit erased, right? If you erase yeah, your account. Yeah, you have to have like an active Facebook. It's, it's, it's really weird, man, to be honest with you. But Oculus does own, or Facebook does own Oculus. But um, like you hear the word immersive, and it truly is. Like you're, you're fucking in the game. But um, I forgot where I was going with this now. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, like if you are planning to buy one, I would definitely go with Oculus Quest 2. I think it's $299, which is, I think it's a steal. Honestly, I bought my first edition for like $500, which I kicked myself in the ass over because this came out like six months later. Um, but yeah, I, I highly suggest it. So moving on to favorite franchises, um, past and present or future or whatever. Mondo, what you got? Uh, so I, I did pretty much for future what I'm what I'm playing now or what I like now, but uh, man, I could spend I could spend the whole episode talking about just the ones I picked right now. But first and foremost, one of my favorite franchises back in 2007, I'll never forget the day Jade Raiderman stepped on that stage and announced Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has been a big part of my life growing up. I mean, shit came out in 2007, if I'm right. 13 years invested in it. And I'm not just talking games. I'm talking books, uh, comics, you name it. Uh, their little shorts that they had. I got everything. I love Assassin's Creed. Super excited for Valhalla coming out. Um, I know there's been a lot of craziness going on around that, you know, but support all the people there, man. Love those people. I've been fortunate enough to be able to talk to a few of them. Love Assassin's Creed. My addiction, though, of late, and this is why I play Xbox Series X so much, is The Division. I am so addicted to that game. It's not even funny. It's like my heroine. Um, that game is just fun. RPG, third-person shooter, you know, finding loot, playing these hard difficulties, chasing exotics, playing with the four-man squad. That game, so much fun. I know, Todd, you and I tried playing it before, but you hated it uh, back at the Division 1. Um, been playing that game nonstop for, since it launched. Uh, but Assassin's Creed, Division, Grand Theft Autos, oh my gosh, man, that game is so much fun. Red Dead Redemption, Last of Us, Uncharted, God of War. All those games, man, love them, play them. The Division is hard to walk away from, but I, I've been doing it the last 24 hours. So uh, I got to get ready for Valhalla. You guys? Real quick, though, I, I'm not, I don't follow like the real gaming news too closely as of right now. So what's going on with uh, Valhalla? Valhalla was... Not so much the game, um, but it was mired in controversy, like sexual harassment and stuff within Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, it, and it was bad. I guess it was like a, a bad culture um, going on there for the longest time. And shit, I never knew it. Um, you know, I've, like I said, I've been fortunate to talk to uh, a few people who who work for the the brand, and you know, I, it sucked when I heard. And you know, big people too, man. I mean, the game mm -hmm. director being one of them. Um, one of the guys who he created some of the best Assassin's Creed games that I've played, um, but he was one of the top top dogs, man, that uh, got brought down, dude. He was he was being shady as shit. So, um, but yeah, just a lot of sexual harassment stuff. A lot of heads went rolling, man. Off with their heads. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it sucks, man. But like I said, love the people there, support them. I've met a lot of cool people through Assassin's Creed that I talked to. Um, yeah, dude, love it. Cool, Steve. Favorite franchises? Oh man, there's a lot. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna list out just a few of them and then talk about like two or three of them. Uh, my favorite ones I can think off off the top of my head were Gears of War, Last of Us, Halo, Assassin's Creed, God of War, Far Cry, Fallout, Mario, Zelda, Grand Theft Auto, and Bioshock. 
those are the ones that are kind of recurring with me. Uh, the three I'm going to focus on, though, uh, Bioshock. It's been a while since we've got a Bioshock game. There are you know, three in the series, and I adore every single one of them. I think the atmosphere, the gameplay, the powers that you get, the story, the everything, everything about this game, the music, the visual, everything about this game, I fucking adore. And I love that, you know, Bioshock 1 and 2 both take place in the same place in Rapture, but then they moved uh, Bioshock 3 into the sky, and I was just as enthralled in at, as part 3 as it was the first two. Now, I know they're working on Bioshock 4, finally, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they Thank do. Thank God, finally. I've oh never God, played yeah. a Bioshock. Oh, oh, man, you're missing out. I've never really yeah. had the the pull for that man i don't i, I mean maybe because it's first person i've heard a lot of amazing things about it but when i've seen it i've never really cared about it and i, I hate to say that it's not to dig at it or anything but yeah i mean my brother my brother will swear by that you know the like best games ever but i don't know dude uh, teach their own i guess but yeah i have yeah. a lot of gaming sins though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, that's something we'll have to talk about at one point, our, uh, our gaming sins. <laughs> oh, man, people um, me really quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one I'm going to talk about is uh, Fallout. I really love the Fallout series. Um, Fallout 3, probably my two favorite ones. I thought Fallout 5 was good, but a little bit of a step down. Uh, one a lot of people are sleeping on is Fallout 76. Uh, it's... It, it was bad when it was first released, I'll admit that, but they massively approved the game over the year that followed. For those who haven't played the game, it's basically a post-apocalyptic uh, story where you're a vault dweller who was stuck in a vault after the apocalypse uh, happened, and then everything stuck kind of in the 1950s feel, and I just really dig the vibe of those games. So that's uh, another one. And I'm going to piggyback off Mondo on this one because it's probably my favorite series, and that's Assassin's Creed. I've played every single Assassin's Creed that was on console. I beat them all, uh, including the um, the Chronicles ones, which weren't as good, but still I, I had to, the completionist in me had to finish them all. <laughs> I love just being in the different uh, eras that they played Amazing. through. Uh, I used to have, so I used to actually have a, a gaming podcast called Let's XP <laughs> podcast, like maybe six or seven years ago. And we were talking about, because uh, my co-host at the time was also a big Assassin's Creed fan. That shows how old Assassin's Creed is. <laughs> and we were talking about what time zones we wanted to see the game go into. And now they've hit the three that I said back then, uh, which was Egyptian, which was great with oh Origins. Oh my God, that was so good. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was a fantastic one. Uh, Greek, which they did with the last one with Odyssey. Odyssey. And also uh, one that I never thought they would do, but they did do, was uh, kind of the... Um, uh, oh, my God. What was it? Which one was Syndicate? When they did oh, kind London. of London in the 1880s. Steampunk. Yeah, yeah. That steampunk, kind of dark, uh, Jack the Ripper type era. I just absolutely adored that one as well. So, Assassin's Creed, super looking forward to Valhalla and uh, probably my favorite franchise of them all. Let me ask you this real quick, Steve. When you play mm -hmm. these games, do you rush through them just to get from beginning to ending your story, or do you do all oh, the side fuck. quests and, and no. 100%? Uh, I, not not 100%, especially the last two, because they're so fucking massive. Long. 
that, you know, like I'm at 150 hours and I'm not even done half the map, right? Um, so I do eventually tell myself, okay, I need to finish this game and move on to something else. Assassin's Creed 4, man. That's where it's at right there. Pirates? Oh, shit, dude. That was life-changing for me. Don't ever yeah, put a tower defense back in Assassin's Creed oh, ever fuck. again. That, no tower that, defense. That was, oh, my God. That, like, I, I love the So out of place. Yeah, that, that, that fucking just killed that last one. It was just, it's too bad. But, yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad that they, they saw the error of their ways, though. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk too much more about it, Todd, because we're going to have to probably hit an episode with that later on in the future. But what's yours, man? What, what are your go-tos? Yeah, and real quick, though, all of us are getting Valhalla, so we'll be able to talk about yeah. the show. So that's going to be exciting. And I'm not nearly as into it as you guys are, but, um, you know, Viking Ace shit is awesome. So I'm hoping this one will uh, catch me like it catches you guys. But as far as uh, franchises go, I'm a huge Halo fan, and that includes um, books, you know, figures, some of those shitty movies that they put out. <laughs> um, super excited for the show. I, Master, the Master Chief, the choice for him is kind of iffy, but... You know, I'm going to hold out hope for it. Um, but Halo, man, I just loved it. I uh, spent countless hours playing uh, Halo 1 on, like, you know, four-player s- split screen or, you know, connecting your consoles with your buddies, playing that. Halo 2, you know, first, pretty much the first online game I remember started playing, like, religiously. And then I just love the story. I love the lore. Um, Halo 5 was definitely shitty, in my opinion. Um, and Infinite, I'm on the fence about. I don't know how I feel about open-world-ish with Halo. Um, I prefer like a linear story driven kind of thing, but I just love, love Halo, man. If you can read the books, they're really good as well. How many um, times is, uh, how, t- how many times is Master Chief going to say it's time to finish the fight? Yeah. Wake <laughs> me up when you need me. Um, <laughs> I'll second Bioshock. Won't get into too much more detail cause you hit it on the head, but that series is amazing. Can't wait for part four. Uh, resident evil holds a very good place in my heart because, a lot of memories when you're like 12, 13, playing that game with your buddies. Um, still remember vividly in that first game where you're down the hallway and that zombie turns around and looks at you and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, I was going to say that's actually one of my favorite gaming moments ever was because I remember it, oh, it was yeah. Halloween night. I had just gotten a PS1. Uh, I mean, Resident Evil even had that giant box. I don't know if you guys had PS1 yeah. on where the boxes for PS1 games were like really huge. And my friend brought it over and we played that game on Halloween night. And I'll never forget that moment when the first zombie turns around in that hallway. Uh, just fucking fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> great, great, great moment. Um, I'm also, well, Call of Duty. I love Call of Duty. I know it gets a lot of shit, um, but I love the stories, man. Like they're full of just fantastic cinematic moments, man, that for me grabs me and pulls me in the story. Um, my favorite ones of late would probably be Call of Duty World War II, which I thought had a, like a fantastic story. I'm looking forward to the uh, next one coming out in a couple weeks. And Wolfenstein, um, the new ones. Um, they have one and two out, which are the main storyline. And they have the third one called Youngblood, which is terrible. But one and two, just awesome, man. You're in there killing Nazis. It's got some horror elements as well. They're working on part three. And I just like the alternate history in film and books. So seeing alternate history where the Nazis kicked everyone's ass and are like flying around in space and shit. And somehow your character gets sent to the moon to destroy their Nazi base. It's just, it's just a fun movie or not even a fun movie, a fun game. And I can't recommend those enough. So yeah, Wolfenstein's man. And um, throw another one out there real quick. Dead rising. Um, love the series. Uh, one, two, 
are the best, in my opinion. And then two off the record, which is kind of like a loose remake of it, is pretty good too. But I'm actually playing through those again, and I'm having a lot of fun with them. So, um, Dead Rising, man, I remember when that came out for the original or the Xbox 360, was it? Um, yep. I remember being so enthralled by that game, seeing it, just thinking, oh, dude, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Kill all these zombies. So cool. The only thing and the reason why I didn't play it, I actually watched my brother play through that. Being timed, you know, mm-hmm. having to get things done. By I hate games that you have to get timed. And that kind of, you know, took my chub away for that game. <laughs> um, I just couldn't, I couldn't invest myself in something that I knew was going to be having me stressed out the whole time, trying to take pictures. And I was like, oh, man, this game seems cool. I'll watch someone play it, but I can't do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly exactly what I was about to say. Um, I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, you know, I, I played Dead Rising 1 on 360, but I didn't play very long when I realized I was timed. I skipped Dead Rising 2. I, Dead Rising 3 was the first game I played on Xbox One when I got the launch console. And it's it just pissed me off that it was timed. I actually ended up anyway. I still had like an hour left or whatever. It just, I'm like, okay, this is probably the last I'll play of this series. But Dead yeah. Rising 4 is, isn't is timed. And because of that, I went back and I fucking loved Dead Rising 4. Uh, it, I, because I, I really take my time with games. Like I said before, I like open world and doing things at my own pace. So to be, like you said, in Dawn of the Dead, kind of a, in a mall and just killing zombies at my leisure... Sometimes I just want to kill some fucking zombies. I don't want to do exactly missions, you know? and play so, those crazy psycho encounters and stuff right. and have fun with them. Yeah. So Dead Rising Four, I think, is the game that you should uh, pick up because you can do that. And one of my favorite things about the Dead Rising games, uh, and I remember this vividly in Three, is that you can dress up in these really ridiculous costumes. And the best thing about it is the cutscenes would keep those costumes. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're like super serious cutscenes, but you're mm-hmm. wearing a fucking like luchador mask with a giant, like, yeah, like it's anything. And it's so funny to see it that way. And yeah, I love that about Dead Rising. Yeah, I'd be like, wait, you betrayed us? And you're looking, you're wearing like a little girl dress. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and it was yeah. cool how they, that was like, those are like the first games, you know, that I at least remember where you can find random things in the world, forge them together and make mm-hmm. some stupid obnoxious weapon. I mean, I think that game, did it not have like a, I mean, I might be confusing it with Saints Row or whatever, but it didn't have a dildo. It does. That you could, yeah, you can yep. hit people within it. And, uh, and what's that, uh, those, those, Leather suits. I, I can't do where he sees me. The little like the gimp suits or whatever. Yeah, the gimp the suits. Gimp yeah. Suits, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that was always so cool. But like I said, if you make a game where like, hey, you've got five different endings, and to get ending number one, you have to beat this game within four hours. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but fuck that. I mean, I want to play a game that I could just invest myself in, like like Steve was saying. I mean, that's why I'm a big Assassin's Creed man, because fuck the hours I have into those games right now, there goes fifteen years of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I can respect that. Um, but for me, it's it never really bothered me. Huh. Um, plus, you unlock like uh, like overtime mode where you can just fuck around like you guys were mentioning, stuff like that. But well, then you, Res- you do have to... What's Resident that? Evil was that way too, right? Well, like being timed? Well, you beat it in a certain time and you get special stuff or something like that? Yeah, you get like different grades on your ending if you don't use a certain amount of bullets and shit. I never pay attention to that personally. I just play those games for the story. Yeah. Um, which brings me to the next one, Mondo. Go ahead and uh, you know explain what gaming means to you. 
gaming, man. So I, gaming to me has, has changed over the years. I mean, obviously before kids, gaming was just, you know, that's the cool thing to do, man. Go home after school, skip your damn homework, just play straight games, anything you want, whether it be SOCOM, um, you know, one, two, three, the handhelds, um, just having fun playing games. But as, I, as I've grown up, uh, got older, settled down, had a family, got married and stuff. Um, gaming, like you had mentioned earlier, Todd, is just like an escape. You know, you come home from work, deal with stressful shit all the time. Um, you come home, you just want to relax and, and, and do something fun, you know, and that's what gaming has, has been to me for the last couple of years, you know, more so now with, um, you know, this uh, COVID, I know you guys touched that on, on the horror squad, but COVID, you know, luckily I'm working from home and I have a little bit more time to game and that's just my escape, man, from what's going on around the world. Um, you know, sometimes to get away from the wife and the kids when they're just a little too much. Cause when you're outnumbered by girls, man, you need an escape. Um, but yeah, gaming is my getaway. It's to have fun. It's to not worry. It's just to relax and, you know, put a good solid hour or two and just enjoy that fantasy world, man. Kind of like Ready Player One, which I think is in our near future. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, right. For that enough. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Uh, yeah, I mean, g- gaming is kind of the same thing for me. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I've been a gamer since basically I was born because my dad was a gamer. And that makes, you know, he kind of passed that on to me. Um, and it's really my escape with all the stuff. So uh, I'm not going to say exactly what, but I have a job that's very stressful because it has real world repercussions if I fuck it up. And that just puts a lot of stress on me. So playing video games and kind of being someone else for a few hours really helps me kind of de-stress and just, uh, you know, settle down a little bit. And I fucking love that. And I, I get you know, I watch a lot of movies, obviously, but I never get as much into a movie as I do a video game. Uh, and I'll take an example of The Walking Dead, the telltale version of The Walking Dead, uh, where you play uh, this guy who's taking care of this little girl called Clementine. And, you know, I just felt so attached to that character in a way that I would never get out of a movie. Because I had to decide as a gamer how I protect this little girl and the decisions that can affect the storyline and stuff like that. And shit like that just really like puts me into the story. And it's just not that. There's another game called Firewatch where you're just a guy who he meets a girl over like an intercom and he tries to kind of, you know, get a relationship with her as he's taking care of this park. And even like stuff like that, I really wanted this character to get with the girl and I'm making decisions and all that stuff. And it's just, I really get invested in the video games. And it's just, it's such a great way to escape from real life. And I absolutely adore them. Dude, those, um, those two games or that game right there, you just mentioned those walking dead games. Those are gut mm. punches, man. Those games are, and like I said, we earlier, we were talking about, you know, what our go-tos are, but do not miss out on the opportunity to play those games. They will hit you in the feels like no other. For such a simplistic game, too, that game, wow. I mean, I get the chills just thinking about it right now because those games were so good. Yeah, right on. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I'm a, I guess I would say I'm a movie fan first. However, when you're playing, when you're watching movies, you can always just grab your phone. You know what I mean? And look at your stupid-ass phone. And read a stupid article or read about the movie you're watching, things like that. I get easily distracted. But with a game, you can't do that. You're going to have to pause it or whatever. And yeah, I look at my phone if I'm stuck on a mission or something like that. But otherwise, I'm invested in the story, in the challenge, whatever it is. And like both of you guys said, um, 
it's just an escape. Like this is gaming is probably the only thing that I can do that like my my hundred percent attention is at that game, right? So I'm forgetting about you know fucking school grades for my kids, or I'm forgetting about like work bullshit stuff like that. I'm just playing the game, and it's a great way to escape. And non gamers don't understand that. Yeah, like they automatically assume that well you're you're 33 like loser yeah yeah you're 33 you have kids and a wife why why the fuck like you know what i mean but they don't understand that and then when you're like well what do you do for fun oh fucking watch uh, reality tv for like nine hours a day you know what i mean yeah it's just something to escape man and it sounds cliche and and kind of silly but it's a getaway that you can just lose yourself in um a lot different than movies because like i said you can be distracted extremely easy when you watch a film and i do it every single time uh but with games i don't yeah there's something else that i forgot to mention that i think gaming really does that no other medium does so and especially now during COVID times uh so i, I moved away from my hometown you know uh, eight years ago now and you know I, whether i like it or not i lost track with a lot of friends because you know out of sight out of mind and it's just, it's just a sad reality but i still talk to my college friends all the time and the reason for that is because we still game together and i think if we didn't have gaming we wouldn't be as close like today uh, i would have probably just lost track of them and maybe just wish them happy birthday and you know chat with them once in a while maybe on social media but gaming has kept us together to this day and now with covid where i can't see anyone i can't even go back to my hometown and like you know chill with them uh it's really put an emphasis on building that like really keeping those friendships and it's because we play online games together that that's uh happening so i think gaming is a huge part of that and i fucking love it for it right on man and uh the little last uh you know segment for getting to know us is just you know what are you looking forward to um either by the next time we record or in the new future of gaming (sighs) well i'll start off with this one man um Looking for, I mean, there's a lot of big stuff on the horizon coming out, you know, with gaming in general. I mean, I know earlier today they announced Cyberpunk um, being delayed. I know a lot of people were let down. Um, you know, that game looks amazing. I mean, for a first-person shooter, um, it looks great. I actually might even dive into that, especially for the show, um, because it does look cool. And it's got Keanu Reeves, man. You can't ever go fucking wrong with Keanu Reeves, man. Um, but I'm looking forward to your guys' take um, once you guys get your Xbox Series Sexes in. Um, those big ass refrigerators you guys should be getting mailed to you um, by launch. Hopefully, that's going to be pretty cool. See what those things are all about. Valhalla, man, um, can't say enough about it. I'm, I'm stoked out. Assassin's Creed, you can't go wrong with it. I love all the games. Looking forward to that. I actually have Watchdog Legion um, should be coming in this week because I know it releases on Thursday, I believe Thursday or Friday. Um, so I'll be playing that. I like those games. They're not exactly breathtaking. I'm not on the same. Uh, playing field like I am with Assassin's Creed Division and stuff when it comes to Watchdogs, but to be able to hack into things and Ubisoft just being so well re- uh, renowned for building these just beautiful worlds, man, where you can do so much in them. You get lost, you invest your time in them. I mean, it's just fun. And to to play a game where every character is potentially someone you can recruit for your cause, I think that's pretty cool, man. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but those are just a couple of things. I know there's a lot more coming down the road, but uh Definitely Watch Dogs this week, Valhalla next month. You guys are getting the Xbox. Can't wait to hear about those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, kind of the same thing for me. Uh, what I'm definitely easily most looking forward to is getting my Xbox Series X uh, in two weeks from the day we're recording this. 
So it's just it's always exciting when you get a new console and you know it's just uh, to discovering what it does. And I just bought a new TV just because I was getting a Series X, so I'm super excited about plugging that in and seeing what it looks like. Um, and of course, playing Valhalla, which is going to be the first game that I put into the system and really test kind of what this thing can do. Uh, and I know this is going to sound super weird, but one of the things I'm most looking forward to with the Xbox Series X is to see what ray tracing will do to Minecraft. Uh, I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've seen videos of what Minecraft looks like on Xbox Series X, and it looks really fucking cool. I've been playing Minecraft since it came out 10 years ago, so it's a game that's really de- near and dear to my heart. I've probably played Minecraft more than any other game ever. Um, well over a thousand hours in Minecraft, oh, which I don't shit. even want to fucking convert that into real time <laughs> like days because just think <laughs> I probably spent like months of my life just playing Minecraft. <clears throat> um, yeah, and it's just like little things like that, that I'm super excited about to see what ray tracing is all about and to see just how fast this machine is. Um, and as far as games, I mean, Valhalla is really the one I have on my radar right now because days. it's what it's one day. How many days? 41 oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit hey can you can you explain yeah. real quick what ray tracing is i mean i'm i'm pretty sure a fairly new term for me as far as like because i know that was like pc specific for a while and now it's being brought to right. consoles uh ray tracing is basically just the way light reflects off things so okay. uh if you're looking at minecraft for example uh you go into a pit and there's lava then right now it's just you just see the lava and you see that there's light on the walls beside it, but it's just it's just not as dark, right? Whereas now you'll actually see the lava reflecting on oh, on the sides. It's just really a next evolution in gaming, and one of the things that I think is going to really make the the games coming out once they really figure it out. Because when a new system comes out, whether we like it or not, it takes two three years before we really get yep. games that start to really utilize that power. Uh, Cyberpunk is a good start for sure, but it's still not at the level that whatever will come out in 2023, 2024 is going to be like. But seeing what people do with ray tracing, I think is going to be fucking insane. And what I like is people always use these new uh, technologies and make something like gameplay wise that maybe we haven't thought of yet. You know, and that's something I'm really excited about. Like with the Xbox One, I remember one of the big things was having a lot more characters on screen than any of the other systems and that played super well you know all of a sudden i was in a place where i had fucking hundreds of zombies around me and that was so freaking cool and that was that evolution so i'm excited to see what this new system next that that ray tracing is going to make valhalla look even more beautiful than you know us peasants who don't have an xbox series x yet for me it's the same thing you guys said Uh, i had Written down here, Cyberpunk November 19th. We all know that was delayed today. Or was it yesterday? I don't know. Today. But for 21, 22 days extra. Um, which sucks. But, you know, I'd rather have a more complete game. Um, I don't know how much 20 days is going to give you, but they know more than I do. But, yeah, so I'm bummed about that. Um, excited for the new Call of Duty because those games always look fucking gorgeous. Um, so it's the One X or the Series X enhanced version. It was $699. It's a little bit more expensive. So I'm assuming it's going to look awesome. And then Valhalla, um, I want it to grab me. I truly do, and I can't wait to go on a raid and just raid some Englishmen and steal all their shit, because that sounds really fun. Um, yeah, that's it for me. You know, speaking from someone who's played um, Assassin's Creed like Steve, you know, been playing since game one, 
Um, I mean, these last couple iterations with uh, Origins, Odyssey, and stuff, man. I mean, they're definitely catered more towards like the newer fans and stuff. I know there's always in every game there's always that argument of are you catering to the new fans, the hardcore fans, or whatever. Um, but Valhalla, dude, I think I know you played you played three. I think you played the um, with Connor and all that stuff. Yeah, right. I did. I did one and, three Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey. Please. Odyssey was huge, man. It was beautiful. I think Valhalla is really going to capture you because it looks. I mean, some of the core elements are still there, you know, from the last games carrying mm-hmm. over. But but seeing gameplay, I try to stay away from it because you know me, I love spoilers and stuff. Oh my god, oh, this guy's a spoiler king. Oh, dude, hey, get tomorrow's not. Like, hey, Mondo, what's going on with Star Wars? Yeah, you're right. I'll be like, Mondo, uh, what's going on with Star Wars? I don't want to tell you. I don't want you. I don't want to spoil you. Hey. <laughs> Tomorrow's not guaranteed, so I'd rather go to the grave knowing about <laughs> it. Um, but I've stayed away from Valhalla stuff as much as possible, and I saw some some little bit of gameplay today, and that shit looks... You're going to love it, dude. I, I think you're gonna, it's going to be the one game that just kind of like, all right, I'll give this franchise a, a, a bigger chance, like COD and stuff. I'm just going gonna, gonna to yell Skull a lot. <laughs> Skull. Skull. All right, that's the end of our little uh, Meet Us. Um, so let's just hop into some more show, show shit, guys. What have you guys been playing? A couple titles that have uh, been you've been stuck on. I know Mondo, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take over again? Division two, man. Um, this game released like two, three years ago. Um, really, so I, I'm a child of SOCOM. I don't know if you guys ever played those games on PlayStation two, SOCOM one, two, three. Um, really captured me when I was younger playing those games because it, it puts you in the shoes, you know, like this elite squad doing these military missions. So super cool and. Uh, unfortunately, those games kind of went away. The company went under Zipper Interactive, I believe it was. Um, and then, you know, they announced this Tom Clancy's Division One. It looked pretty damn cool. The the game that was delivered for Division One wasn't really the what I saw in trailers, but I still, you know, fell for it, loved it, played it like crazy. Then Division Two, man, that was announced. Um, got it day one. I mean, and when I go in to get some of these games, I don't just buy like the hey, here's the retail version. I mean, I'm spending like two hundred bucks to get. You know, hey, here's this statue that's going to collect dust for the next five years. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Division 2. Like Steve, in his Minecraft hours, I can easily say I'm well over a 1,000 hours um, with two or three characters um, all combined in one um, for Division 2. I was actually just playing it today. Um, Assassin's Creed, I just started playing that again just to kind of get my feet wet a little for Valhalla. Um, then primarily I'm playing, playing the DLC, Fate of Atlantis, almost done with that first episode. And uh, one of my little gaming uh, sins right now, I have not finished The Last of Us 2. I've maybe put like two hours into it, but then yeah. I got to a, yeah. I got hey, shut up. I got to a, <laughs> I got to a part where I know that there's going to be dogs and I'm not against killing animals in games. I know people get all cringy with that. It's a fucking game. Um, but for me, I started getting anxiety because I knew these dogs were going to be able to sniff me out and I was going to constantly be moving. So I was like, fuck this. I can't play this right now. <laughs> Uh, and so division just sucked me back in man they have like these uh monthly weekly um things you can do these these rogue agent hunts man and uh i'm, I'm addicted to it man that's what that's what i've been playing constantly that's my go-to right now yeah those dogs will get your ass man oh uh, don't even tell me man i keep telling a buddy of mine that i'm gonna finish it because he said it, he loved the game i know you were indifferent to it i don't think steve's played it yet i think you were waiting for the ps5 or something like that yeah um, yeah that's correct i'm waiting for the ps5 yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, From what I've played so far, you know, graphically, the game is phenomenal. What Naughty Dog does with their games and how they make, put to use what they have, it's unbelievable. 
I mean, from what I played that game, it was cool. I've never heard people gurgle like that before unless it was a porn. Um, but <laughs> but uh, they, they, I got to finish that game before the end of the year, man. I, I, mean, I don't know how. I've got a lot of shit coming out, but uh, I got to look to finish that, man. Yeah, like 20 hours gameplay, man. I know it's not that much. I mean, 20 hours sounds like a lot, but I mean, I can I can easily finish that in a week. I could take time off or something, but mm-hmm. I just get that whole, you know, stupid ass uh, – what do they call that? I can't even. I forgot the name of the the zombie like creatures in that game. The clickers. Ah, oh, damn, dude, those fucking screams! Oh my god. Yeah. Because I play with headphones. I don't know if you guys play games with headphones, but I play headphones in the dark, and gets me every time. Man, we gotta get you on VR horror, man. Uh, I would make. I would make for pants. some. I would make for some good footage of <laughs> watching me play games in the dark, man. Jeez. Because I'm I'm a wuss, man. But uh, yeah, Last of Us Two, real quick. I'm not playing it right now. I did beat it when it came out. Um, it, it it's just I have a lot of problems with the storytelling in that game, and not the the big twist at the beginning doesn't bother me. Do I do I like it? Absolutely not. Um, but it doesn't kill the game for me. It's just the lazy storytelling, in my opinion, for that one. I can't wait for you to t- uh, play it so we can actually talk about it. Um, but gameplays wise, best of the year by far amazing game um you can freaking shoot off a guy's hand and he'll scream and stare at his stump it's amazing it's crazy that it's dynamics fucking, man yeah. yeah it's 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 brutal as fuck i just don't like the storytelling for it um but as far as game playing for me right now i'm playing a lot of uh pubg on xbox one um unknown player battlegrounds the first person battle royale game um i played a lot of it like a year ago and then i just had the itch to play so about a month ago i reinstalled it and been playing pretty steadily and um, my quest that I'm working on is to get to 1,000 kills, which is an achievement. Um, and it gives you 50 gamer score. And I'm just kind of obsessed with it because, um, for those that don't know, you get one life and you're dead. And you could be playing for 25 minutes in a round and you're fucking dead and then you got to restart. And you get some XP, but the XP is bullshit. You, you know, it's, it's, it's pay. You have to pay to get, like, cool stuff. It doesn't affect the game at all. It's just, like, you know, a new shirt or whatever. But that's just what it gives you. But anyway... Um, so a lot of the times, like unless you're an all-star, like I see on some guys getting, you know, 20 games, 20 kills a game, I'm more in the two to five kills a game. So it, it takes a lot longer for me to get these kills. But I'm at like 835 or so. So I've been doing the math with my my, my current to-death <laughs> ratio and shit. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can get 60 games in and I have a terrible streak. I'm like, okay, now I have to do 200 games to get this. And it's just like Fuck. back and forth. Um, but... Yeah, I, I'm not, like, I feel very accomplished during that game because, like I said earlier, I don't have the time to put into games anymore where I can be, like, an, a ruthless killer like I used to be on you know, Call of Duty 4 back in the day. I just get stomped. So when I get a winner, winner, chicken dinner, which I'm at, like, 17, which I, it's not a huge number to, like, you know, big FPS gamers, but when I get one, I'm fucking, I feel, like, thrilled. I'm really into it. I jump up around. I get super psyched. Um, yeah, so I'm going th- for the 1,000 kills, and my quest needs to end before the series x because i do not want to play PUBG on the series x because it's just it's not it wasn't tailored for xbox it's it's not enhanced enough and it's very buggy so i don't want to waste the series x like processing power and beautiful graphics on that game so i got to get done with this quest so i can fucking re delete it and never install it again um, <laughs> and then also i've been playing a little bit of mad max that game came out quite a while ago oh shit that's like four or five years ago now isn't it uh might be a little bit longer than that but um yeah it came out around i want to say around fury road maybe that's the wrong time frame but 
Uh, Mad Max is like a GTA clone set in the Mad 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 Max uh, universe, and it's open world. I like it a lot. Um, it's aged pretty well. Um, five that being years said, ago. it's okay. Five years. That being said, though, it's not as engaging because the world is so empty. Unlike Grand Theft Auto, where you got like you know people wandering around talking shit to you, trying to rob you. you my mother's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to a strip club, get in a gang shootout randomly. With this game, though, like, yeah, you're, you're roaming around the wasteland and some guys will try to kill you. But other than that, you're just going from, like, your base to the objective over, like, a desert. So it can get pretty taxing. So I don't think I'm going to finish that one. Um, but, yeah, so PUBG and Mad Max have been my last two games. Uh, Steve? Yeah, I mentioned before, but I've been playing Fallout 76 here and there, especially when my friends are playing. Uh, but I'm not going to talk too much about it because I kind of mentioned it before. Uh, because of the Sierra execs coming, I didn't want to invest myself into anything too big, kind of like what you're doing, Todd. Like I just, I want to have a clear slate when I get into my Series X. So I've been playing smaller experiences. Uh, the three that I've been playing recently, uh, number one, a Nintendo Switch released a uh, Mario 3D All-Stars game, which is Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, and Mario Sunshine. Uh, and I've been playing Mario 64 hasn't aged the best if i'm being fully honest uh it's it's very buggy the camera is pretty fucking awful uh but it's still very nostalgic for me so i'm enjoying that uh the other one is i played through battletoads the new one on xbox Uh, i wasn't a huge fan of the battletoads game on nes mainly because it was so fucking hard that it was just almost unplayable when i was a kid so I didn't really know what to expect with this one, but since I have Games Pass and it was a title that was day one on Games Pass, I decided to check it out. And honestly, I was quite impressed. Uh, it's very fun gameplay. Every, most of the levels have something different to them. Like it's a different type of uh, gameplay mechanic. And that kind of kept the game interesting throughout the whole thing. And what really surprised me are the cutscenes. So the cutscenes are kind of this cartoon that they play of the Battletoads in between the levels, and it was genuinely funny. Um, I could see kids really getting into it. It's kind of gross-out humor, and it's very self-referential, making jokes about the fact that there hasn't been a Battletoads game in, like, 20 years and all that stuff, and I I would recommend it. It was actually a fun video game. And the last one I've been playing, I think it's the free game right now over on Xbox Series, uh, Xbox Live Gold. I think that's what they call it. It's a Costume Quest, which is a Halloween game. You're a bunch of kids, and you go trick-or-treating, and it's a turn-based adventure game, kind of like Final Fantasy, but on a much smaller scale and a lot easier because it's more geared towards kids. And I've beaten this game in the past. I mean, I even even got, like, all the achievements for it, but I felt like playing it recently just because it's Halloween, and I thought I'd play a little bit of a Halloween game, so... That's what I've been playing. Right on, right on. All right. Now, it is time for trivia. Oh. So, men, break out those trivia questions for the listeners, which we are currently probably at zero as I speak. <laughs> We're at zero. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we play, this game, we've, we play this game frequently in Horse Squad Podcast on there. The end of the year, uh, the losers have to send a guy thirty dollars. We'll figure out something different on here. Right now, we'll just keep playing. Yeah, we'll but, uh, get each of us go first. <laughs> yeah, each of us go around asking a question. Whoever answers it gets a point. I'll keep track of the points, um, and I will also lead off. Uh-oh. All right. Oh. So as soon as you know the answer, go ahead and scream it out. But if you're screaming out, 
You don't get the answer until the other guy goes. All right. Okay. What series features an animal breaking boxes? Donkey Kong. Incorrect. Yeah. Uh, Banjo Kazooie. Incorrect. The answer, uh, the answer I was searching for was Crash Bandicoot. Correct. <laughs> Shit. There's too many animal games. <laughs> uh, I'll take the next one, man. Uh, uh, prepare yourselves because I know you guys get pretty competitive on horror podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, so these ones, I'm, they're not exactly the most difficult. I thought I'd start off uh, pretty easy. So uh, get that, get your finger on that fucking buzzer. Ready? All right. And on top of that, I have one question that has two and two points potentially. So first Ooh. one. This was yesterday. It was yes in the news yesterday. But what console released twenty years ago yesterday? PlayStation Two. Oh, Todd. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Toddy boy. Yeah. One of my favorite consoles ever. It's Great a, console. Good show. Yeah. That's something we'll have to talk about one day. What our favorite consoles have been. Yeah. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right. In Minecraft. You play as a character named Steve. In 2015, they added a female version of this character. What's her name? Oh. Damn it. It's my kid. Yeah, my daughter. Would know. <laughs> uh, hey, Chloe. Sandra. No. <laughs> Stephanie. No, you're both wrong. Uh, Damn it. Her name, her name is Alex. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah. One, one of those anyway, can go anyway names. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> All right. I also have some softballs, hopefully, here. All right. What character am I? So some would call me the Indiana Jones of gaming. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. That goes to Mondo, correct. (laughs) You just edged him out. Half a second, but I'll edit it to make me look like I got it. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, man. My turn? Yeah. Yes. All right. This is a two two pointer. All right. No one point Ooh. shit. This is two pointer. Oh shit. Big dog L- questions. Listen to the question. All right. Good luck. All right. This Hollywood celeb voiced the protagonist of GTA Vice City. What was the character's name and who was the actor? Ray Liotta. And his character was oh what was Tommy? Uh, I don't know if I should give it to you. I kind of want the last name. Yeah, Tommy West. You know? Nope. No. Go Tommy. I'm going. I'm sticking. I. You know what? I I would give you the two points, but I didn't get the last name, man. Oh, you need. I I, I want uh, the last name. It's a popular. Francona. Darn it! You were right with Ray Liotta. The character's name was Tommy Versetti. Versetti, yeah. Yep, so one point for you, Todd. All right, I'll take that. All right. In Portal 2, GLaDOS was transformed into an edible item. What was she transformed as? Cake. That's wrong. Oh, Oh, shit. Dang it. The cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Edible item. A cookie? No, that's also wrong. Damn it. Uh, In Portal 2, you transport her as a potato. A oh. potato. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me get that one. All right. This is for you, boys. I threw it in for you guys. What is the time frame in Assassin's Creed Part 3? 
uh, American Revolution. Correct. Damn it. I was thinking of years. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> years. Steve with one. All right. You guys ready? This is kind of a softball. This actor plays the character of Starkiller in Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Oh, gosh. Oh, what's his name? Damn uh, it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> He's in fucking Almost Human. The Mist, Walking Dead. Yeah. Yep. I put some horror in there for you guys. He's in Gamer for like 10 minutes. Sam Witwer. Oh, yeah. Damn it! Nice. I, 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 I even met him, so <laughs> it's super embarrassing. And he's the voice of Darth Maul, man. Is he? That's right. In the, the cartoon, voice, yeah. No. The cartoon yeah, cool. and at the end of uh, Solo. Dude, Force Unleashed games are badass. Those games are so yeah. much fun. Even the second one, as rushed as it was, yeah, it's I still see. amazing. Left like me hanging. Hey, the the newer game, Fallen Order, man! Holy crap, that game is so much fun. It's a good game too. Oh, oh my gosh! I really, I really like that Jedi. I forget his <sighs> name, but Cat. What's that guy's name? Cass, isn't it? Cass. No. I should know this, dude. I'm a like self-proclaimed Star yeah, Wars fucking Star Wars geek. Come on. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> That's gonna be my next trivia question. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Cal Testing. You guys, Cal testing. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You guys ready for the last question? Yes, yeah. sir. In Gears of War, what's the name of Marcus Phoenix best friend? Dom. Oh, Dom. Dom yeah. Santiago. <laughs> Come right. on, Dom. Dominic Santiago. <laughs> we gotta go kill the locust, Dom. Locust! Hey, I'm looking for Dom. Maria. I need to find Maria. Was that not sad, dude? They find her and oh, she's fucking corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. God, God damn it, Dutch. <laughs> How do you guys feel about uh, Dave Bautista playing Marcus in Gears of War 5? Stupid. Uh, I, what? I love it. I don't know, dude. I When they start, I mean, if he's playing, if he is playing Marcus Phoenix, that bums me out. I love Dave Bautista. Dude is badass. He's built like fucking crazy. Chopped me in half. But uh, to replace him, though, for Marcus Phoenix, I don't know. Dude. Well, who, who well, he's he not replacing him. It's just a skin that you kind of put on you, you can choose to put on. You don't have to do it. It's everything. It's a voice and everything. But uh, it's a choice. Well, maybe, I'll, like... maybe, I, maybe I rescind that and I'll give it a chance because Gears of War is just fucking badass, man. Wait, they... no, I think they're making, they're making a game. movie. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, so if you play Gears of War 5, they're doing an update where you could play Marcus as Batista voice and look. It's, okay. But you don't have to. But I think it's they're kind of testing the waters to see for a Gears of War movie. Because uh, yeah. everyone wants him as Marcus. He's the perfect guy for Marcus. It's like yeah. no other uh, fucking Absolutely. person can do that. And then what's his face? Terry <laughs> Crews is perfect for Coltrane. Oh, oh my Terry god, yeah. Ass. If you never watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, watch it because that show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or yeah, who, who was that other guy that did uh, Terry Tate, Office Linebacker? Oh yes. Oh shoot. That, he would be well, perfect too. Should, probably not the age. He'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our first round of trivia on episode number one. Uh, your boy here, Todd, got three points. Steve got two. Mondo, coming up with Damn. the Damn! Step it up. Oh, man. I've got to expand my horizons. Because <laughs> this is for $200. Of- <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, this is for the PlayStation 5. Um, no. <laughs> All right. Um, I will save those scores so we don't lose them. And this coming... 
to our final little segment here for episode one, guys. It's tell me about a gaming memory, something that sticks out to you guys, um, whether it's early, last week, anything. Uh, let's flip it around here and go with Steve first this time. All right. So my gaming memory is going to be Rock Band. So Rock Band is an important game in my gaming career. Uh, it's a game that brought a lot of my friends over to my house for countless hours of playing through the set list and having fun, whether it was on the uh, guitar, bass, drum, or singing. Uh, I've played countless, countless hours with my buddies just going through the game and everything. And then later I got to do something I never thought I would do. I got to work on Rock Band 2, Rock Band Track Pack 2, and especially Rock Band ACDC. Um, Rock Band 2 and Track Pack 2, I kind of got into right at the end of their development. Uh, Rock Band 2 is already out. It was the Wii version that we were testing when I worked there. Uh, Track Pack 2 was the same thing as the Wii version that we were testing. But I got in when ACDC was uh, really coming coming together, and I got to test it for a few months. And that, that was my job, man. I played 10, cool, 12 man. hours of fucking Rock Band ACDC. Uh, one thing I will say is for the first three weeks of development when I was there, there's only four songs unlocked because the other ones weren't working. So I played <laughs> the same four songs over and over and over again. And uh, Freaking Twilight Zone. I, right. And at the place I worked at for people who've never like game testing stuff, I was like at a, it, 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 I wasn't working for uh, like Harmonix or EA. I was working for an off like shoot company that people would hire to test people's games. So it was really like a friggin' just a grinder of a place. It was just this gigantic building with rows and rows and rows of people testing. So the people behind me were testing Skate 2 or Skate 3, and the people in front of me were testing Command & Conquer. And the, everyone hated the Rock Band crew <laughs> because you're fucking banging uh, plastic all day, you're singing and all that shit. But something that we always did is we had programs to autoplay for us so that if we're testing something other than the actual gameplay. So we'd look like like people are watching us play on expert without missing a beat and being super <laughs> impressed when we're actually not even fucking playing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Like, I, I don't regret the you know few months I spent at that job. Uh, it's not something I would have done a long time because it didn't pay enough, but I did enjoy the little time that I was there. So that's my gaming memory, working on Rock Band ACDC and playing on Rock Band with my friends. Man, dude, Steve just set the fucking ladder too high, man. Oh, fuck. I got to change mine. Dude, I got to think on my feet now. I, mine was all morose and fucking sad. I don't know that I want to follow it up with that now. Yeah, I played <laughs> Game, play Game Boy and Mount Everest. Oh, did you? What's up, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well, go. Todd, you, you, oh, you, want, you want me to go? go? I'll go if you don't want to go. Oh, mine was like fucking sad and dark, but... My, mine is heartfelt but not sad, so why don't I go last and to pick us back up? <laughs> okay, okay, so I'll go. <laughs> So, um, like I, we talked about earlier, um, Super Nintendo was Yoshi's Island. That was my go-to. I remember um, seven years old, man. My dad was home. My mom was home. They're watching TV. My brother and I, here we are sitting in the room playing this game. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Um, my dad used to bring us peppermint candies home from work. And I was sitting there playing Yoshi's Island, having the time of my life. And I looked to my right, and my brother is blue. 
Um, because while I was playing the game, he was eating the candy and choked on it. I didn't want to get in trouble from my parents, them thinking that like I did something to him because we used to fight a lot, just siblings. So I did the Heimlich maneuver on that little bastard and at the age of seven had the wherewithal to to do that. Um, and I dislodged the uh, candy out of him. He started crying and I got my ass beat later because they thought I did something to him. Uh, but that was like one of my earliest memories that I could think of. I think I kind of misread the question when we talked about it initially, but that's what I have. No, that's exactly what the question. Any kind of gaming memory, that's scary. <laughs> you have yeah, kids too, man. I'm like, I I have a no Jolly Rancher rule in the house because fuck those oh, things. Oh yeah, dude. I have a cut everything small uh, yeah. because of the fear of them choking on a grape or something. But like I said, being seven years old and having that wherewithal to yeah, successfully perform the Heimlich maneuver to dislodge a peppermint candy, and I don't think he eats them to this day. As a matter of fact, that motherfucker owes you something. <laughs> His life. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, what's yours, Todd? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, mine is uh, playing Sega Genesis with my dad, who is you met my dad. He's not really a he's a gruff guy. OG man. Um, yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a very <laughs> serious man. Um, <laughs> but no, we would play Sega Genesis, and you know, looking back on it now is like, oh, this is my uh, connecting with me. You know, like of course we played sports, and he taught me everything I know about you know playing sports and stuff. But you get to that age where like. I want to fucking play. I want to stay inside for fucking 19 hours straight. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like he, uh, you know, made the effort to play Sega Genesis with me. He got me NBA jam. Uh, All right. Absolutely. Love that game. We still quote it to this day. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, playing basketball and he's coaching, we would fucking do quotes from the announcers like boom, shakalaka and can't buy a bucket, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, that shit. Yeah. Boom, from downtown. Yeah. And the fuck he's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and shit like that um it was a uh, voice by marv albert too which had like a shit. he had like a sex thing oh. in the 90s where he was wearing women's underwear some shit like that is that not normal uh, so of course my dad would make fun of him well i mean now it is it's 2020 but back then it wasn't. <laughs> but um uh no just playing NBA jail with my dad and just fucking being the lakers james worthy and i forget who the other guy was and just yeah fucking getting on fire and shit and just a lot of fun That's absolutely awesome. yeah yeah definitely Anything else you guys want to run it, run into or run, talk about before we uh, sign off here? Well, I know you guys are uh, definitely overdue for bedtime, but uh, real quick before we go, just thank you guys for, for including me in on this. Looking forward to to this beginning and where it goes and just talking to you guys and just reminiscing about the good old times of gaming. And I think it's really cool that we have different aspects of it. You know, I'm not a first person. You are. Uh, you know, I've never played Bioshock. You guys love it. So I think we've got a lot that we can contribute going forward. So thank you guys and can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. And just for the listeners, uh, if you have any ideas of what segments you'd like to see uh, us do like forward, is there one of these things that you liked, uh, you know, more than another, Uh, like right now, the way we're planning it is for those who listen to the horror squad podcast, kind of a similar uh, structure, but we're definitely open to suggestions and change things around. And, you know, obviously this episode one, so we'll, will continue growing and we appreciate anyone listening to this so bring on the gaming bitches yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah and if you guys want to send us an email you can hit us up at letsxpgaming at gmail.com you can do our instagram twitter Twitter, instagram email facebook letsxpgaming you can find us and hopefully we can start interacting with people um other than that Thanks for listening.
Yeah, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye. See Bye. ya. Bye.